Welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure Podcast. To close out the random assortment of November episodes, I'm covering this week's episode with a couple. My friends Jade and Josh joined me to cover the 2005 movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I thought it'd be fun to have my newlywed friends to discuss the movie, but over the course of this episode, we actually came to the realization that none of us liked it at all, both then and now, and are kind of confused as to why we hail it as such a classic. It seems the drama surrounding it made it probably much a bigger deal than it ever would have been if Brangelina hadn't been born out of it. All I can say is enjoy the jumble of our chaos that ensues. Are you allowed to cuss on this? <laughs> he said, are you allowed to cuss on this? Yes, everybody always asks that. And it's like, have you met me? Well, um, I put explicit on every episode, even if I don't know if we cursed or not. You I know. Remember, just listen to the one Jade and you did. I'll do a family fun month one year, but not this year. Not this year. All right. Well, like a pair of bulls in a china shop, here are my friends, <laughs> Josh and Jade. And we're going to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know why I chose this for y'all, but I felt like you would have a lot of commentary on the dynamics of a married couple, seeing as you've been married now for seven A months. few months. Eight months? Math is hard. Five or six months. <laughs> Not five or oh. six. That's oh, a or... joke from the movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Embarrassing. You you retain more than I did. <laughs> we watched the movie last night. Um, it is currently on in the background. What scene is playing? Again today. They is... have both just found out that they're each that they're no, both they're, they're figuring it out. Assassins. Right now. I don't really know what they are. And I think that that needs to be a point we discuss through. I think it's clear they're assassins because they do the body count towards the end. Yeah, it's very clear they're assassins. What? So they have zany gadgets, y'all. Which is a thing I did not remember about this movie is how incredibly silly Yeah, it is. so turns out I didn't remember anything about this movie. It's... I... Go ahead. I thought it was going to be at least mildly entertaining. I was incorrect. It's a uh, it's a long film. This movie it's is so interminable. Long. I have a note in my notes. I'm, I'll just sad. read it verbatim just to make sure I'm capturing my on the spot feelings. Hang on, I don't know why the notes app is no longer available. Well, Josh, we know that Jade and Josh are a pair of wordsmiths. That's how I've defined their commonality <laughs> in this relationship. I wrote our vows uh, the morning of our wedding. And uh, or at least my side and uh, everyone said they were great. Uh, let's see here. In no world should this movie have been longer than 90 minutes. Thank you. And then second to last note, this movie won't end. <laughs> yeah, there was one. There was one sequence too many. There should have been like after they kind of make up, there should have just been like the final sequence. And that's it. But they did like the find Adam Brody sequence and then a another sequence after that. And then that's when I got triggered of like, this is why I don't watch this movie because it's always like 20 minutes too long. Yes. So I like actually did some time stamps. Okay. Um, it takes 30 full <laughs> minutes to get to the plot of the movie, which is not <laughs> in the actual plot because it's the part where they're trying to get Adam Brody and you're like that was 30 minutes to get that they like are lying to each other but they live in a fabulous house 
that could have been several scenes shorter. Then at the 90 minute mark, I was like, good God, how much more of this movie is there to go? I I was like, what could possibly happen in 30 more minutes? Turns out a lot. But then a lot of nothing. 87% of a movie at best because they are fighting the mall. They, how do they get out of the mall? Okay. How do they deal with the guys that are hunting them? They're just like, oh, we're redoing the house now. It's like, you are being hunted by teams of assassins. (laughs) How did this? There's no way that they've been stopped being hunted just by escaping that one time. Exactly. 87% of a movie. That was two hours long. long. Yeah. (laughs) They focused a lot on the sequences and they focused Mm -hmm. a lot on like, the like men versus women you know like this is how men do stuff and this is how women do stuff and I was like god I don't miss this at all no now that you pointed out there was some real like men are from Mars and women are from Venus energy in this area also a lot of like the just nightmare of suburban hell true like can you imagine having to go to your neighbor's house to have dinner and then they also have kids <laughs> well, you guys better not do that to me anytime soon. I mean, well, no, I'm kidding. I'll like your kids. You like it when we invite you over. <laughs> I, I do. Like, I do. About like, how do they know these people? Because we have like we've lived in our same house for three years now in a very pretty suburban neighborhood. We have been invited to our like hang out at a party at our neighbor's house twice, and both times we're outside. Who are these people to them? It's COVID. Maybe you have to invite them. Our friends that have like real lives that have dinner parties with people. It's like my parents. Yeah, my parents did stuff like that. Like their neighborhood. I mean, that was like a very wine group kind of energy. Like they had nothing else in common besides drinking. Yeah. Yeah, you're too young for them. But the scene where like she was drinking away, the pain was very relatable. Of like oh, hearing everybody talk about the promotions and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. he, that's so and nice. she asked for a Chardonnay, which I'm like, ah, yes. The shorthand for suburban angst, Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, the signal, the status signal of like, I hate it here and need to numb yeah. the pain. <laughs> I mean, unless it was a delicious unoaked, you know how I feel about those. We're, we're, <laughs> we're steel Chardonnay gals, not oaky Chardonnay gals. Yeah, yeah. Steel, steel barrel. barrel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, let's be more douchebags. <laughs> Love a steel you barrel are, Chardonnay. You guys that knowledge the hard way and paid for it. What do you mean paid for it? Well, we literally and we sat in that wine tasting it. in that cave. Oh, I mean, I knew that a long time ago. I don't need to flex oh, sure my wine know. history, but I knew I liked a steel barrel, but I did mm-hmm. like that cave. Yeah, I, I love it. to sit in a cave. I, I don't regret it. it. Yeah, that was fun. But I regret th- nothing from 2022. This isn't Ruby's wine vacation podcast. This is a podcast <laughs> about yeah. that, pe- that movies that people like. <laughs> I mean, it's about people's pleasures that they don't feel guilty about. So wine vacation, I feel- <laughs> fall in that. We'll do a wine vacation episode next. <laughs> I feel guilty about having watched this movie. <laughs> I do feel a little guilty about making you watch this movie after having rewatched it and been like, 
I just thought it was like a little sassy. Like I thought it was more clever than it was. I remember there's a reason I didn't revisit it clearly. (laughs) I was 20 when this movie came out. So I was the target audience. You guys were what? 13? 15. Uh, We were in high school. Israel. (laughs) Um, We were alive. And I remember people thought this movie was the shit. My friend, Brandon, who was one of my groomsmen, um, the baldish one, he fucking loved it. Shakes later for the post. Um, He loved this movie. What did he like about it? Um, You know, I mean, it was the thing is, so here's the other thing, right? This movie comes out and people are like, Brad Pitt, man, he's actually like cool and he's doing like action and comedy. But the thing is, he had done Ocean's Eleven two years before this. So he had already been cool. He'd been way cooler. That's the other thing. Ocean's Eleven feels like like a decade more modern than this movie. This movie feels like it came from a time capsule. It felt very The Matrix fashion-wise. Like, it felt like it was five years late. You know what I mean? So she's got, like, a good J. Crew look, and I know that clothes is part of this. Um, yes. That I probably didn't like when I first saw this. Maybe the only time I saw this that one um, time we all saw it 15 that. years ago. Right. I think look like clothes people would wear. His suits in particular are extremely dated. Hmm. I just wonder if we would have dressed like that if we were our ages now then. Does that make sense? Like I would wonder. we have taken ourselves that seriously? If we I were like had, the upper I middle class. Like my house looked like the house in this movie I absolutely would have been very self-serious oh yeah yeah Jay and I who are currently house shopping definitely took in a lot of the house it's very Uh, Connecticut like I'm guessing they live in Connecticut and drive into the city or train into the city or something we're uh, in Vince Vaughn's house right now um Brad Pitt has gone there after accidentally shooting through the windshield when Angelina Jolie is leaving the house he's chasing after, which is another part of this movie that's so dumb. Like, they have this, like, breakdown where they realize they're both competing spies and they, like, sort of act like they're assassins, excuse me. And they sort of act like murderers, trying to figure (laughs) out if they're going to kill each other. And she's driving away and he trips through the fence and shoots the gun through the windshield by accident. She can tell it's an accident, gets mad. He comes out, tries to apologize. She hits him with her car. Isn't that what marriage is like, though? It's exactly what marriage is like, Ruby. (laughs) (laughs) Even if the man makes an accident, doesn't the woman still punish him anyways because he was an idiot? Oh, I was just thinking, uh, uh, like, as a metaphor. But sure, that works, too. I mean, as a metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) metaphorically speaking you just have to hit your husband with your car sometimes metaphorically metaphorically hit him with I mean, like, <laughs> not literally <laughs> there's um, no none of this is officially endorsed um therapy <laughs> advice for anybody actually we're just like the couple now at the beginning um five or six months yeah therapy is, a very <laughs> advice. is also a very 2005 thing true it's like ah, isn't it funny that they're in therapy and now we're like true yeah like therapy's a mockery at the time 
Yikes. Uh, Brad Pitt looking over at uh, Vince Vaughn holding the machine gun up saying, I'm going to borrow this. It was a line from the trailer. Mm. Josh told me yesterday, the director of this movie is the director of The Born Identity. He directed The Born Identity before the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing. It's, like- it's basically the same movie. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> no, it's basically not. The Born Identity has like, one actor. Matt Damon, who does basically doesn't say anything. Who was also in Ocean's Eleven. And it's, Ooh. yeah, exactly. Ooh, look at all these tough and, uh Exactly, same movie. Is, is great in that. And Brad Pitt is bad in this, is objectively bad in this. They don't do him so good either, because they write him some, speaking of cringe, every, basically every line that he has to say is cringe. I just like, yeah. <laughs> like looking at a handsome shaved head brad pitt and you're just like oh i wonder if like the lore of brangelina and the drama is what made this movie seem like a bigger deal than it was i i mean my first note when i watched it yesterday was like ah yes the movie that destroyed hollywood's golden couple and then i watched and i was like huh i think i would have held out for something better if i was going to destroy brad pitt and jennifer aniston it's like the one with um, I doubt you've seen it because you guys probably have less free time than I do. But like the movie that Anna, um, Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck did together, that like was the reason they dated, quote unquote, for like the beginning of the pandemic. I like watched it. I was like, this is what made you guys fall for each other? Because this is like, I'm like possibly the worst movie of all time. In public too. Like you have to like, that's part of your story now. The fact that they like cut it from like theatrical release, didn't even do a press junket for it. They were like, just throw her on Hulu. That's what they would have done for this movie, maybe if they hadn't stayed together or been like that exciting. They like sneaking off (laughs) to cheat on it, like to like uh, to break up his marriage and like you know do whatever it was they were doing may explain why this movie's so bad because they weren't focused. Their hearts weren't in it, and they weren't coming back and doing uh, reshoots of bad scenes. Which is why some of these scenes seem rough. Like, they're just, like, in a rush to go have an affair. Yeah, oh. it's like athletes, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta... Your head in you the gotta, game. Yeah, you can't, like, let all that energy out. You can't let your head someplace else. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, was there any scenes you did like? <laughs> any moments? And it's okay uh, to know. <laughs> I'll say the the scene that I had actually like remembered, which I didn't remember a lot of this movie, it turns out, because I definitely had a perception that was shattered by my rewatch of this. But it is when they come back to the house and they start shooting it up. And she's got like a crazy shotgun that can shoot through like the wall. And then they just destroy this gorgeous, beautiful home that you would have oh, liked them yeah. yeah i mean the inside's awful but taste you know um that part is I mean, the best part of the movie probably the only good part of the movie destroying uh, the ugly insides the fight scene that won the mtv music award for best fight that year. <laughs> <laughs> wow that was the same year with the notebook kiss. That's an important year. Oh. Maybe. Or was it the That's next one we should have done? No, I feel like that was 2005. Freshman year. There was a yeah, but like, like this movie came out in 2005. So was it for the two oh. 
Six. Do you have a year, Josh, on the year of the award? It must have been 2005. Okay. 2006. Josh isn't as well-versed in the award seasons. We can do the notebook next so that you guys can tell me how close to marriage I, um, the movie is. I've never seen that movie. Oh, we have to do this live. We have to do the live reaction plan that we had, Jade. Yes. Like, I'll bring them, I'll come over, bring the microphone, like- and then Josh has to talk throughout the whole movie, <laughs> processing out loud. Yes. Consciousness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> that is the takeaway, unfortunately, because again, so we did kind of like the rom com thing. And I was like, I like, would you date the leads? And I was like, I'm not going to lie and say, I'm not going to go on a date with somebody that looks like Brad Pitt. And I always say hot over smart. And that's why I'm where I'm at today. Um, (laughs) But it wouldn't be more for like two months. I just want to say. He gives nothing. Brad Pitt in this movie is he's like aggressively stupid. I think. Very, very like lackluster. the thing about it is too is like she works at like a legit ass operation she has helpers they're all wearing business casual all the time because they take their job seriously they have computers like she's running an operation there's no way brad pitt as brad pitt's character in this movie holds his own against that she kills him he eats that pot roast like a fucking idiot the first time he thinks he might she might kill him boom he's dead That's i it. do almost wish it was a video component because your guys have the thing where like when you talk the camera moves and that was really yes. effective when you went boom he's dead <laughs> i um that's part of the reason whole... like, yeah he, his was like a chop shop is like the energy yeah. was giving me it was like a chop shop energy with like sexist didn't spawn as his assistant mm-hmm. and that poor little old lady like i felt bad for her my uncles yeah. do that with their businesses. There's always like, this <laughs> random old lady who needs like part-time work and they're just sitting in the front. I'm like, oh, that's uh, a ploy. Headquarters is the top of the Chrysler building? No. Also, no. I was all excited because it was all women. And then when they were like fathers calling, I was like, ah, oh, you had to ruin it by like a man. He's David. I love that you said that name thinking that I would flinch. Greatest character actors. He was on Community near the end when I was starting. You know who he is. I'm sure if I saw a picture, but he didn't show up in the movie, did he? Wasn't he just a voice from above? Just see his face. I'll work on that. You see the bottom of his face. That's how I knew. I mean, I I guess I knew. Oh, Josh just likes this guy so much he knew him from the bottom of his face. Jesus. (laughs) A student, <laughs> a student of the Keith David school. Um, who do you think? Okay, they're both terrible, but who do you think is worse? Like her for being like so like automated programming, like executing all the time, like unfeeling, or him for being like super avoidant and in denial of anything. Here's the deal. He's a fuck up. They have like a action. So clearly that's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> so she's awesome and this is not her fault and she should have killed him with the pot roast but they're having like a real fight in the van where he's like there's no room for error you can't mess up and she's like you don't do anything to mess up and I'm like hell yeah girl (laughs) 
I just like I really sided with her in that moment. Um, that's fair. <laughs> he is a bad husband to start. They make him a real ass. Like the scene with the salt, where he asks her to get the salt from the middle of the table, which also like it's a big table. I don't know why you're eating such a big table. Why are you um, across from each other at such a big table? It's like why aren't but, you sitting? Yeah, but once they're trying to kill each other um she seems very interested in killing him and he is should. he's pretty i mean didn't she shoot him and like he had a vest or something like she did try to yeah. or she blew him like, up in the elevator part, so we're on the part right here of the elevator where that, she friend, does try to kill him in that moment her friend blows up the elevator and she's sad about it but she's not that sad about it she seems more, more shocked like, that it happened rather she seems than like, sad. You feel like you are when you break up with someone and you feel bad about it and you're like kind of bummed but you're just glad but it's still the right her. decision but then she's crying <laughs> she's doing a very elegant rich beautiful person thing that only rich beautiful people can do and she's got that single glistening tear while she's holding the champagne glass oh that was like a lot even for me i can suspend a lot of like whatever that was pretty fucking like it was too much it was too much i was like pretty people can cry wherever they want also angelina jolie is obviously very beautiful she's so beautiful though that she almost looks like a space alien yeah and it's like unnerving to look at her she has a lot of bones in her face so many bones and also i'm always she has more than 206 bones in her body there's like another 10 in her face I'm also always thrown when she doesn't have a British accent and she's just like a very American West, I guess, in real life. It it always throws me too much. She should have had a British accent. There are scenes in this movie, though, where they get her at the right angle and you're like, oh, this is a human woman. Like, this isn't whatever. Like, Hopefully Josh would be like Angelina Jolie, just like a reference you guys aren't going to get. But she looks like a G.I. Joe villain. <laughs> I mean, we've heard of G.I. Joe. Yeah, but what you don't know is that, like, in the like top tier of G.I. Joe villains, like, some of them are also snakes. What's the name um, of one she may look like? Well, she doesn't look like any of them, really, because there's only one woman and she's like, clearly a human being. <laughs> Baroness, what is she? I think just Baroness. Just poking holes in your own theory. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but there so are. We- Half snake, half people, and she feels like a half snake person to me. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we've confirmed that this movie would not have sustained any attention if not for the Brangelina of it all. Yes. And Absolutely. then that's a bad and movie. I, I feel like in those years, that was like the couple's costume too, was like the PJs with the boots kind of thing. Yeah, or the black dress, black suit, and you have like a gun strapped here. Yeah, we love weapons. You know what else is crazy? And I don't know if this is true or not because I, I didn't look that hard. But I think this was the second highest grossing film that year after Batman Begins. Well, we all just wanted to oh, see. I was going to say maybe Wedding. I forgot about Batman Begins. You know, it's interesting. Star Wars Dawn was like three came out that year. It did more. It made more money than Star Wars Episode three. I mean, the prequel Star Wars are mm, comparatively. Again, you were like, what, 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was already smoking cigarettes and making yeah. commentary about war of the, the world came out that year war of the worlds yeah madagascar 
Wow. She's picking references for us. Movies that we were old enough to see. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, a movie I'm sure you guys both watched considerably. Weirdly, I have seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I have not. I'm really very young. We're trying to remind you, Josh, that we were 15. (laughs) Like three years ago, you could reference these films to us. Like three years prior to that. Yeah. We were in our tweendom where we're like looking at grown up stuff in cartoons. But 15 mm-hmm. decidedly. Yeah. Like I said before, Brad Pitt was in Ocean's Eleven before this movie came out. He was so cool in that movie. That's why they picked later, him. He's in Troy and he's so fucking tough in that movie. Mm, and he's Troy. neither cool nor tough in this My movie. Fave. And yeah. he should be cool or tough in this movie. I think people thought he was cool in this movie in 2005. Ask your friend Brandon. Text him right yeah. now and be like, did you think that Brad Pitt was cool in this movie? Uh, 17 years ago. Brandon, like my wife, has bad taste. Wow. Um, really only insulting yourself there. <laughs> what, what taste does your wife and Brandon share? I know. People. I just can't get over his buzz cut. I just was never, like, respectfully, I was, like, not a Brad Pitt girl to, like, two years ago the once upon a time in hollywood look for some reason yeah he's really the needle i was a george clooney girl as in still am that's fair evergreen old george i don't know why although i watched ticket to paradise real old george oh gosh i need to see that i was just we i didn't but josh did and i came in for it bullet train which brad pitt is in now and now he just takes on such silly not self-serious he, roles and he yeah. that's a better fit for very him. silly in that movie but he's also very physical and good in it i would say again he also plays an assassin in that or some sort of snatch and growl criminal he makes that very man clear. man um, for hire but he yeah. seems way more i don't know i don't know and he was also in that sandra bullock channing tatum one yeah for like yeah yeah that was pretty good he, he uh, loves the cameo. They're really dancing. Does. She was crying. They're dancing. He slammed her up against the wall. Thing Jay and I both did not enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> In retrospect, I was like, too much. Too much. Yeah, I'm weirdly uptight about men fighting women, too. So I, like, both love the house destruction scene, but also hate it. There's a part where she's, like... He's, like, kicking her. Like, they don't yeah, show it, but he's yeah. kicking her. <laughs> and you're like, I... Uh, uh, <laughs> also based on the rumors of why they broke up not not a great woman yikes also interestingly <laughs> enough this came out a month before wedding crashers which like someone had been flown in like we we're supposed to care about him i guess and then yeah. like a year later was the one with jennifer aniston where i think they also started hooking up the breakup oh, yeah Movie. that would be a fun one to inflict I on saw someone. that movie in the movie theater and it felt like going and watching your friends break up for two hours on TV yeah I just remember um, like I think it was like the first one I saw without a happy ending and I was just like I don't pay money for this <laughs> the guy that, I don't pay money for real life the guy that directed this movie directed Swingers the movie that, oh, that makes sense. That made Vince Vaughn a marketable character he sucks in this movie also, by the way. Also, oh, he was rough. Like, all. calling her a girl and a bitch and all that stuff. Like, in well, that movie where it was just, like, like a- super reductive. 
he has like a bit about ice cream where he's talking to like a Latino waitress and he's like, what if it was a little chocolate vanilla mixed together? Huh? What about that? And he like waves at her and I was like, Ugh, uh, they also don't do a good job with that part because they make her kind of into it. Oh, I didn't know. Not like, not like very clearly repulsed. <laughs> he's just like, it's a waste of Vince Vaughn. He's got, he could have just done a better job. He also uh-huh. doesn't seem like he cares. No one seems like they care about this movie. Here's they must have just made a lot of money and like not had a lot of pressure on them. They made a lot of money. I wonder how much it cost to make. Probably a lot. There's a lot of wasted talent in this movie though. So like they underutilized Vince Vaughn, Carrie Washington, Michelle Monaghan has a cameo. That was such a weird little moment. I had to Google it because I was like glasses. Isn't she already too famous for this bullshit? Like, hadn't Maid of Honor already come out? No. No? Okay. Well, then, but also, I think she was still notable. I think she's in but that. People do, but people do that, like... Possible. It's like the next mm, She is in the Mission Impossible. She's the wife. Oh. Um, then Jennifer Morrison from Once Upon a Time on ABC is... But I don't think she was anybody her. yet. This was, she like, Because Carrie and really then, wasn't either. Then the girl that's the um the, the DA, the on prosecutor it. on Special Victims Unit is the blonde girl with the bangs working for Angelina Jolie. And I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> what? For the lady spy agency. That was, this was all their jumping off points. So maybe the movie <laughs> so, did one good thing by like. And then Adam Brody. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? I think that Adam was just like, he was the little breakout from the OC because this was like a year after that show came out. You know what's crazy? It was like very also directed two episodes of the OC. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Brody, that's how they the, decided. The Brody plot line would be was at least mildly interesting if they don't show you that he is like works for the CIA to start the movie. Like if you didn't know that until the end, it would at would least be a twist. Be a twist. I asked Jada, I was like, did they explain this yet? She goes, oh no, it's a twist. Well, it can't be a twist because we, <laughs> we know it all. <laughs> if we know it to start. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just lazy filmmaking. They were like, no, they'll for, they'll forgotten. It will have been such a long time. I'm going to check later like, what episodes of this, the OC this man directed to see if they were shitty ones because there are shitty that, episodes. It's the one where Marissa shoots. Uh, no, that's a good one. No, Not that's too. a bad one. Where she shoots the brother? That song. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's a uh, magical. I never really watched it. <laughs> he Did probably directed the one where that Teresa girl faked being pregnant with Ryan's baby, but then it what she was pregnant and she said it's not his, but maybe it is his, and then we never revisit it. I bet you he did that one. This guy Ooh, is a good yeah. director of everything but this. Well, he directed people Edge of make- Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. He directed Amer- American Made. I don't know American Listen, Maid. not everyone can bat a thousand. Wasn't great. Rarely do we ever. We yeah. have good years and bad years. And well, this sometimes you have bad a bad year, but you made a fuck ton of money off of it. So who cares? Yeah, but he got money. I mean, whatever. This thing was successful. I guess that's also the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was more, that's like what I was thinking was like the lore of this film. And now we yeah. realize it's there's really not any. Yeah. Okay. So one, I'll never, well, never say never, probably not <laughs> Bond because 
they're thirsty for attention but my dad downloads every episode to support me oh, oh see, that's a good dad he, he listened to the first one and sent me a three paragraph uh feedback i remember i think you actually let me see that email <laughs> it was a text message that was the length of an email <laughs> and he started with i don't think i'm the demographic for this show oh, and i said correct this show crosses demographics yeah there's yeah. something everyone. it's really unifying <laughs> So I'm going to, I feel like I'll know the answer to most of these, but I'll still ask anyway. (laughs) Um, Was there romance in this film? I mean, (sighs) technically (laughs) there was romance adjacent to this film. They were trying to imply heavily that there was romance, but weirdly they're like wooden together. I thought it was more sexual than romantic. Okay. Bond was on sex. I was going to say, I remembered the sex scenes in this movie being more graphic, but this is like a fully PG-13 movie. We're getting Yeah, suits. now that well, we've lived through Euphoria, get... this is fine. Yeah. yeah. Get these suits. I guess, get yeah, I watched off. a lot of HBO. Oh. <laughs> They're about to get to that part. Yeah, but then they cut through. They like, she climbs in his lap. And then it's the next morning and she's wearing the t-shirt walking around barefooted in broken on glass. <laughs> yeah. She's not realistic. Here's the part where he's going to kick her. Which no, don't look is, at that part. It's sad. But I like, feel like it's more traumatizing to review the movie so, while it's in the background. It's so cartoonish. Like him kicking her is like. Oh yeah, it's clearly really meant to be fake. But. I mean, it is like it's not even meant to be fake. He's not even. I don't think he's kicking like anything. I think he's just like pretending fake to kick kicking. something. There's I just feel like, like it's not even like they, they couldn't have included it in the sequence. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. No, that's the theme of this movie. Didn't need to be there. One less sequence, please. What would you say? Oh, you said we said at the beginning. You said like what was missing was figuring out what happened to like the plot for them to be murdered. Because I was like, yeah. what's that missing thirteen percent? An editor. Yeah. And that might actually have been, this might be 60% of a movie that they really stretched out because I feel like, honestly, the part where we figure out how they like, like move to an island and are having a better life, like that's, that's the plot right there. They find out, they have a born life, they both find out their spies. Then we find out they're being hunted because they're married to each other. And then the rest of the movie is figuring out how to outwit these organizations Which, and have a life together because they've decided that they love each other, but then they still break up because he would just suck as a husband Which, aside from all the lies. Yeah, they still would break up. Like they'd break up in another five to six years. Yeah. The plot that Jade just described is <laughs> sort of the plot to the movie Night and Day with Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise, <laughs> which is the last note in my notes that says, I wish we had just watched Night and Day. <laughs> Well, we can do that next. I've never seen it, even though I really love Cameron Diaz. Uh, another movie. Uh, and, you know, Tom Cruise, the last movie star per mm. society. Yeah. I mean, if also, you've never seen Mission Impossible, that will really explain Tom Cruise to you. I conflated this movie with Spy Kids, Shock to Nobody, because I did watch <laughs> Spy Kids as a child, Josh, because I thought that their wedding was the wedding where they run off the cliff and jump together. Oh. That's Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino That's get married and they jump off. They're on the same side of the murder. Yes. Well, they were spies, not a They family. were spies. 
because that's the spy part of Spy Kids. Those movies I remember um, from when I worked at a movie theater. The scene where uh, the neighbors come to knock on the door with the police to ask everything's okay and answer the door and they're naked. Because, you know, if you heard gunshots at your neighbor's house, you would come and knock on the door with the police. Also, I have to say, because I looked it up, the guy playing the neighbor, the, like, the guy Brad Pitt brings over, the guy who yeah. the door, he is the um, co-director of American Pie. Him and his brother directed American Pie. He's not, he's just a director. Um, what's, uh, I did feel kind of bad for him when uh, Brad Pitt used him as a, as a disposable body. When he went <laughs> as a human I went, that's real fucked up. <laughs> that part's actually pretty funny. <laughs> that's the best part of the movie We've so there is some calm parts of this there's some there what? only rom adjacent parts oh hang on i gotta say this other thing that guy also directed new moon okay i'm done <laughs> as in twilight new moon yes yeah wow the See? versatility I, the range I to say something that you would be interested in <laughs> thank you for thinking of me in that moment that was very thoughtful that we know that he's the reason there's like a seen a very pale Robert Pattinson like mm. out in the sunlight sparkling yeah. in Rome, Italy. I was going to say famously directed that part where she just sits in the chair and the, the oh, monk like spins so around. <laughs> um, famously films a teenager's depression. <laughs> I bet Pattinson would have been better in the Brody role. Hmm. I think yeah, but he wasn't like, famous enough. I don't know. Yeah, it was like they picked him because it was very zeitgeisty, I feel like. Like, yeah. you would put Pete Davidson in that role now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, to yeah. get that. Because I went to go see it more for thinking Adam Brody had more of a scene in it than yeah. these two. Because I was, like, too young to care about. He's, uh, yeah, He's third build, I guess, because there's no one else in this movie. Okay, except well, because the others didn't matter yet. The others yeah. didn't matter yet. I can't believe he got billed ahead of Vince Vaughn. He's in this movie for I mean, uh, he got built a f- bunch of in front of a bunch of people who are now probably more famous. Well, we know Vince and Carrie are more famous than him. Yeah. CBD on Jennifer Morrison and the Michelle Monaghan. Well, Michelle Monaghan. Okay, those guys are all uh, same amount of famous in the sort of like reoccurring television character famousness. That's yeah. for the money. OC is a blind spot for me. So. Uh oh, guess- family rewatch. <laughs> Back to the beginning. Season yeah. one, episode one. First season had first season had twenty seven uh, episodes <laughs> because it was so popular. They like extended it. Remember when Prestige so Television used to have twenty plus episodes? Yes, it was Prestige. At the time, it was considered Prestige Television. Josh, it was on yeah. Fox. So you wouldn't know. You, you, you were so old by the time the OC came out. You had moved on to bigger, better things. Yeah, too old. My grandmother and my brother used to watch uh, the OC together when I was in college. That was the thing they did. And the life they had when I was gone. <laughs> it sounds like a good one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My grandma um, is still traumatized by me making her watch RuPaul. She brought it up <laughs> yesterday on the phone call. You want to talk about a funny thing my grandma's traumatized about? She didn't me see Saving Private Ryan. And oh, she wow. covered her eyes for the first 35 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Justin took me to see Jurassic Park and was scared by the dinosaurs. I'm Graham. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> twist. I'm actually Graham. Because <laughs> that all sounds very accurate. The me dinosaurs. afraid during Jumanji. Oof. And uh, 
country. What's the other one? Because I was I was little. I was like four when Jumanji. <laughs> Just to make you feel like you can sense the youth. Yeah. Also, real effects are scary when they like do the time and energy to like make something real, and you're like, it's too real. Yeah, I would, I trusted Robin Williams too much. It was a lot for me. Also, <laughs> Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers movie, scary. Still don't like walking by a construction site to this day. <laughs> Worried about an egg cracking and a big purple creature crawling out. Those are things you should be afraid of in the climate. <laughs> when you are in the tenth uh, season of this podcast, you should have Jade and I back on to discuss Jurassic Park, a movie I made Jade watch when we first started dating that she did not like, and I haven't gotten over. Yeah, we'll just do a series of uh, moments in pop culture that I've upset one made one of you upset the other how about that <laughs> like how jade likes the beginning of jaws but not the part with the shark i love small type town politics but the shark parts are so boring <laughs> in jaws well i've definitely not watched half the movies we've mentioned in the past three <laughs> seconds if it didn't have a princess or my dad didn't force me to watch it it did not happen That's he fair. was upset because i had never seen back to the future till last christmas and i said that's on you buddy you're the dad like where where was i looking for that in what world and it was it was was, i was too old to watch that for the first time you know what i mean like i couldn't suspend the disbelief what are you looking at uh trying to figure out that go someday soon ruby's gonna meet a nice man who she loves enough to to pretend like she's interested in watching all these stupid ass movies Mm, that's how it goes that's marriage oh yeah i'm great at lying Marriage is not watching. <laughs> Listen, I know all about lying to get what I want. That part <laughs> will settle. I watched me. Mr. and Mrs. Smith too. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is your favorite movie? Same. Crazy. Same. I don't. Did you know this director directed The Born Identity? Hey. Oh. I know yeah. a lot about this movie. I know. All of a sudden, I'm just going to come out with 35 facts. It grossed the second amount that year after Batman Begins in 2005. Oh, I do love the Christian Bale Batmans, though. That's a good time. Another thing Jade doesn't like. Oh, all Batman or just that era? Ruby, is that R under your uh, oven hood new? Nope. Oh. No, she said that out, Josh. I feel like I would have teased you about that when I saw it. When I, was I think you I think you did the first time. I go to Ruby's house. (laughs) We're real friends. (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) We're best friends. Um, Okay. Fashion. Any other highlights besides, like we said, the blazer of it all with pointy collars? There's like, Mm -hmm. collars were much pointier then. And like, lower. Wider. He wore a, uh, like a top coat. When he went to kill those Irish guys at that bar. Yeah, you know what I liked. I don't know. She's doing like his clothes just look weird. She's dressed pretty normal throughout the entire thing. Also, bondage as like a hilarious like a uh, joke point is a very like mid aughts yeah. sort of. Thing. I hate her dominatrix outfit. It is the dominatrix outfit that her timid alter ego picks. It has a fucking skirt. She is incredibly <laughs> covered up. I've worn less out. Like in oh. the I'm sorry. What? Okay. You met me during my Slut era. Uh, <laughs> when she married Poppins out of that uh, 
that hotel room after killing that guy. Then she that's her back. That's when you know. Yeah. You know, what the fuck movie? There's nothing real in this movie. <laughs> right. I did not realize that. And that actually... shot like looks kind of cool. Also, like you know, I realize you want to move past this fucking stinker, but like, yeah. who's making? <laughs> who's making the, the technology who dug the basement under his shed where he keeps his shed who made he dug that stove where she like when she was away clothes? killing 312 people he dug the shed like who is creating this technology that was my question because i like looked up when this was filmed because it was said 2005 and i was flabbergasted i was like couldn't a cell phone do most of the stuff that all this zany technology is doing <laughs> but they didn't have like smartphones phone. yet he's talking around the phone but and he's got a cool razor that bluetooth theory. speaker in his ear and it's it's like seven inches long <laughs> it's just yeah. the the, the speed at which technology develops clearly but i feel like I, they imported the equipment from like some company in the cayman islands no assassin stock I think there's com. like yeah exactly assassinsoverstock.com the ao the Spying or assassinating. I don't know what she is. She does a lot of recon. She feels like a spy to me. But she wears a lot of jaunty scarves. I'm into her jaunty I was gonna say I like to bring the scarves back. I liked the light scarf tie. Yeah. Very vintage. And she wears but I think we have to have longer necks. I don't know if I have a long enough. Surprisingly long neck. She's just like, no, this doesn't even touch her. She's a snake. (laughs) Another thing that uh really dates this movie are these BMWs that are being used in this chase scene. These are mid-aughts BMWs. So is the van though. That van when you at the end when you look at it that is the perfect encapsulation of what it well he does the thing where he's like what the before uh, times were like and he like comments on it at one part and he's like oh right but when the door like automatic doors were like such an exciting feature new feature and now every door is automatic, I She's feel like. like oh, I'm gonna do I something. still try to yank them open, though. And then like, kind of arguing the, the driver's like, please stop. Like, you know, when you're in an Uber and you're like, yeah. ready to slide that baby open. And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, don't touch it. I just love the impact this movie had on like Josh spinning out. Because <laughs> <with this laughs> he like can't even control himself. He's like, and another thing. And another thing I do. Well, I think honestly. <laughs> What Which is what I wanted to happen. What has stopped us from being able to move on is that we're watching it right now. <laughs> is that it's perfect. playing in its terribleness. You're watching that bonus chase scene that I think wasn't necessary. That yeah. it's currently playing. Let's be real. All of the scenes felt bonus in this movie. I mean, there's a 90 minute version. Of this the movie, movie was a probably, long bonus scene. It's yeah. probably to, to the born identity. This was the... Um, <laughs> This was the inspiration for the Born Identity. Yeah, they went, like let's American. take this and completely reconfigure it into a good movie. Born Identity is so good. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to use that for the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> three out of three viewers would confirm this movie actually just sucks. I mean, it's fucking unbelievable how bad it is. <laughs> I think the thing that's the craziest is how all three of us remembered it not being that bad. 
I really thought it was going to be like a six out of 10. Like kind of funny. And there were going to be some parts that were good. Like I remember it being more interesting. I remember them having more chemistry than they clearly have. It's not. They don't have like any chemistry. Like you're watching this movie and you're like, I guess things were steaming off screen because again they wasted all the nothing. sexual energy yeah, off screen. To, left like, nothing on screen. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is like the B roll of them like giggling at like a catering table. <laughs> right. Uh, they probably just like went straight for the trailers. They were like uh, not doing that because again, yeah. affair. also affair. It's, also, it's like funny when you do a movie <laughs> like this with like two famous people that won't. Like, get mussed up no like she like they like kicked the shit out of each other she broke like a, a two bottles of wine across his face he has a one cut under his eye she like doesn't even have anything on her face and her hair still looks good they, yeah. like, i think this like, was back um, in the unrealistic times where like, like everybody still looks polished forehead. yes polished it's like uh the end of ghostbusters where bill murray won't let there be slime on him but everyone else is covered in slime <laughs> that guy Enough. so on a positive note josh what is your favorite <laughs> era of rom-coms do you like them even in general like do you tolerate them yeah i've watched a lot of rom-coms um what are some favorites of yours um i uh i, I like sleepless in seattle That's i saw that movie quite a bit when i was a kid i, really I think when harry and sally that. is good um what's the other one you've got mail the like meg vert the the meg ryan tom Tom um he's a nora efron girl look at that those are her three movies yeah Um, when harry mcsally slippers and seattle in i have a book you can borrow josh all about those three movies those are good movies yeah uh i like nora efron's later works I'm trying to think Which what is romantic. Uh, I love the one with uh, Steve Martin and Meryl Streep. Ugh. Oh, that's Nancy oh. Myers' friend. That's Nancy Myers. Just the, everything that looks super like cream and off white and Diane Keaton is the Nancy mm-hmm. Myers. So, like, things gotta give the parent trap, which we won't get into because then I'll be on that for a long time. <laughs> uh, but I love that one. It's complicated. We should do it's complicated. Well, we should do it's complicated. Everybody in that movie is just like A plus and giving it their literal all. Is uh, 10 Things I Hate About You a romantic comedy? Yes, yeah, it is. That's a great one. Right? Be, yes. That's uh, that was very. It can be. That was very well, I like. I guess their romance is the A plot in a way. Yeah. But it's I'm like. Be, I, I think that. Yeah, I'm that Bianca be. Cameron Hive. Like, even though, uh, what's their names? Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger are the main, like, are great. I feel like the other two like, deserve more attention. It's actually very easy to forget that the movie's about them. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, this is a this is an audio medium, Jade, so you'll oh, have no. to react out loud. You Your great eyebrows do not hurt <laughs> for the sound. My wife's beautiful expression. Unless you put them next to the camera and raise them really quickly. Oh, no. Next to the speaker and raise them really quickly. It's the sound of Jade's incredulity. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredulity. That movie is great and was a weird time because that is when teen, teen movies were like basically scene by scene adaptations of Shakespeare plays. That's taming yeah. of the show. What other? Yeah, movie and they quote it in there too. 
Yeah. That was a good one. Very good movement through that play. Like a very like faithful adaptation. I mean, I think that one's the all time for most people of teen movies. Uh, She's the man. Also an adaptation of Twelfth Night. Very good. Oh, yeah. A little more legit because they really try to use the words. Um, I like the romantic comedy Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> the Lion King. You liked the deceit in Aladdin. Uh, Disney's the Robin Hood. The Robin versus, Hood. Oh, I guess yeah. There are other Robin Hoods. I was gonna say versus what, but I forget that there's like all the live action ones. Yeah, maybe Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood is Robin slept Hood. on in the Disney pantheon of it all. I mean, not for people you like that Hercules? are like, boxes. It's really did thing for. Women of a certain age. <laughs> oh is that too old for that one. No, oh yeah, so I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. So like, uh, did you like what was that one? Oliver and Company. That's not a rom com, but now we've oh, veered into a great Disney. one. Oliver and Company is a true banger. That's a good one. You heard it here. Josh McCormack says Oliver and Company true banger. True banger. Taylor Hurst has now turned off this podcast because we mentioned cartoons as grown adults. I was able to name a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, Taylor's bad. You should get a divorce. (laughs) Well, now that I've seen the childhood pictures of her with Panamanian Mickey Mouse, which is not the same as the trademarked one i too would have trauma associated with those concepts he's ordered all those burned i'm trying to think of what else would be an 80s disney were you around for the little mermaid or were you too cool for school by then i don't know i was like kind driving of off like 89 right yeah I was yeah four years old oh there you go yes we're in <laughs> you guys were glancing your parents' eyes. No, I was definitely oh, no. Jade was a fetus, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I've seen a lot. Of, yeah, the the romantic comedy. The so you're like a classic. <laughs> you're uh, you're not the romantic comedy of our parents. You're like a '90s classic, is what we can say. Like the Nora Ephron trilogy, which is very on brand for you. The intellectual. Wrong. I, I got it on look and see. I've, I mean, I worked at a movie theater when I was in high school, so I saw basically every movie that came out because I could see them for free. So anything, I mean, anything, period, but definitely anything that was, you know, interesting to a mixed audience, I would have seen because I also had a girlfriend in high school and that was the only thing we did. Ooh. I didn't make money because when I was in high school, minimum wage was $5.15 an hour. All right. Wow. Girl. Saved by the bell over here. <laughs> Zach Morse is shaking in his frosted tips at the 515 an hour. Yeah, the romantic comedy. You act like uh, you were also working the at the bell. movie theater in 1989, in which you were also four years old. I was. I like, how are both popcorn. true? <laughs> I can't. I to pick up all the popcorn up under the seats because he was small enough to get Just, under yeah. there. <laughs> crawling because he wasn't walking yet (laughs) i too worked at a movie tavern in 2009 for a solid six months Mm. i would never want to work there not the one in williamsburg where everyone from school went (laughs) oh i would never recognize anybody though i think i maybe saw people i knew twice Ah, should you have been wearing uh, glasses at the time 
That's how I never recognize people. Oh. Right now. <laughs> no, I just, I really didn't. Cause I had to see them pretty fucking close when they were ordering their food and didn't want to say the word bastard. Cause that was the year inglorious bastards came out. Mm. So when I asked like, what movie are you watching? They'd be like inglorious bastards. <laughs> and I'd be like bastards. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> I watched a lot of bad movies that year. I watched the Catherine Heigl Gerard Butler one. Oh, which the ugly one? truth. There are multiples. Isn't there another one with those two? No, there's one with him and Jennifer, Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston, the bounty hunter. Didn't see that, but saw the Ugly Truth, which was also horrible. I yeah. think I saw that movie. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a movie that came out in 2009 <laughs> in a theater. It's weird to think about that now because so many things that are probably even good movies just go straight streaming now. But like yeah. every piece of flaming hot garbage well, went to theaters, including this big stinker. <laughs> I love how we yeah. referenced the 2009 movie and now you're referencing a 2005 movie to say, and now we do this. I'm just saying this should not have been in theaters and it definitely shouldn't have been the second highest grossing movie of 2005. Yeah, there's so many bad movies. It should have gotten what streamer would this have gone to? Hulu? Netflix, for sure. Yeah, this is I feel like Hulu is more discerning, which is mm. everything you need to know about this movie. Hulu's more niche. It's a little more yeah. niche. Netflix oh, is the, more uh, straight off. This entire movie is on here right now, which is... uh. Brody wearing a Fight Club t-shirt. Yeah, the yeah. only actual thing that made me think Respect about him. <laughs> you went, he's okay. He has taste. It's alright. Uh, I never, I mean, wearing a Fight Club t-shirt is really sending a message. And it's not a good message. I'm sure whoever thought, wrote that in was like, it's gonna be so funny. so funny. It's gonna be so funny. clever because you know it that one guy was in Fight Club. Club. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it was that director. He said he picked yeah, that right. himself. He went wink to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a joke. Are you guys ready for a couples quiz? Yeah. Hang on. Yes. And then they opened the belt and it's got like the fucking radar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why didn't you have a like, cell phone that had GPS tracking? The technology on this looks like the technology in Star Trek. And Star Uh-oh. Trek from 15 years before this. Taylor Hurst has turned off the episode again. <laughs> Taylor, Hurst is, uh, Taylor Hurst has called the assassin company these people work for. And is asked Taylor Hurst is people. father. Because I'm, I'm, I'm an adult man who. Spoiler alert, Keith David is Taylor Hurst. She's deleting my phone number out of her phone right now. <laughs> she, I told Jade that I thought she had uh, gotten mad at me over a group text message. And I literally kept writing, like, Are you okay? Are you there? Are you. <laughs> she doesn't text me anymore. So I would know. That's right. Throw her air in our journey. <laughs> This has turned into call her daddy or it's just drama. (laughs) Okay. So this is like the TikTok one, except you guys have to just say each other's names or your own name because again, audio medium. I don't know anything about TikTok. Oh, well, it's just like, I'm going to say who is more something and you either say Jade or Josh refer to yourself in a third person. If it's you. 
Who's more organized? Jade. Jade. <laughs> Who is friendlier? Jade. Jade. Who is more stubborn? Josh. Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Who is more competitive? Jade. Jade. Josh is better at me than a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I just am a really poor loser. But he's also a sore loser. And I will say a fun little tidbit that we've been playing this card game together. And I'm just consistently beating Josh so badly. Um, and then we found out my deck was five cards short. So I wasn't just beating him. I had a handicap of five cards and I was still kicking his rear end and he was what were you playing he still tells people that i cheat we're all playing the time. two player uh dutch, dutch blitz. blitz also jade does cheat i don't also jade comes if you're not cheating you're not trying i just jade comes that today. <laughs> for the team that she coaches like in a towering like a nosebleed inducing rage <laughs> <that> she's lost <laughs> like right she could coach better no it's all about depth of talent and we don't have it we're not rich enough that's how swimming works, everyone. That's the tea. That <laughs> yeah. So That's anyway, the inside it's, scoop it's, on suburban know. living. Yeah, yeah. Which is the so thing this podcast. <laughs> I guess I don't like to lose. Who likes to lose? Nobody. So who's more spontaneous? Me. Me. Jade. Oh, gosh. <laughs> immediately forgot the rules i mean it works out i think people will hopefully be able to differentiate your voices <laughs> by now who is more punctual josh shade bullshit <laughs> again maybe i do have to i do have to make youtube videos in the future <laughs> that we do these together we're gonna have to get a glam squad what's the circle lights make sure yeah. that everyone can see oh, every reaction really light so i uh, oh, ring light that's what it called not our 15 minutes before this podcast recording began and then was five minutes late to this podcast recording i mean it's okay we're not that strict um who is more likely to get a tattoo jade jade who is more likely to end up in prison josh yeah but that's just because i have bad luck because he likes to fight. No. I thought it would be the latter. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, you know what? I think if you ask people, they would say Jade. Jade is a hectic, no. reckless character. No. no yeah, no. but she's, like, super sweet when she's reckless. Like, she's still cutesy when she's reckless. So I would like forgive the, uh, her. I'd like the TFA people, if you're listening, to uh, comment on the episode about whether or not you think Jade or I would go to jail soon. <laughs> comment on the Instagram posts about this shitty movie. Yeah, drop, and don't talk your... about the movie. Just talk about whether or not Jade should end, would, would end up in prison. Yeah, yeah, please, please no one ever talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I post a million screen caps of Brangelina. Talk about Jade and Josh. Yeah. Josh. I was going to try to do a couple's name, and I was like J-A-S-H, and I just went Josh. And I was like, it's Josh. Jode. Problem. Cut that out. What's the timestamp on that? I do listen to these before I post them, but I'll probably leave it. Edit out Jode, Too close to another word. That was my first thought. Okay. Appropriate. Last question. <laughs> Who's more romantic? Josh. Josh. 
I don't like that you said your own name. <laughs> Sorry, baby. It was supposed to be a self-sacrificial one. I know. Jay and Ben. This thing, this media <laughs> demands truth. Right? Oh, God. Vince Vaughn joined the chat. Yeah, a little chocolate, a little ice cream. Mix them together. A little swirl. Yeah. A romantic swirl. One of Vince Vaughn's only scenes. I understand, but what does that have to do with me saying I'm more romantic than you? Nothing. Oh, I thought you said a man's <laughs> truth. No, I said this <laughs> podcast. My bad. I take it back. Truth. You guys have... <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's election day. There's a lot on the line. You guys got selective hearing. I only had one thing to vote for, thankfully. Yeah, us too. And Jade and I both came home agonizing about whether or not we've done it right. Turns out, all of those years of bubbling on Scantrons, and I'm still not totally sure if we got the circle all the way filled in correctly. I have a feeling you guys are pretty good at following instructions. I was like very disoriented at mine for some reason, as if I hadn't gone to the same place three times and I had to like apologize <laughs> to all the volunteers. I was like, I'm sorry that I don't remember like how to take the sticker from me and say goodbye with my And they're it like, also, it's okay. It feels more stressful than it should. It's a very like simple process. I always feel invigorated though. I like an in-person situation. Me I've too. done by mail like several times, but... I like to be in the booth. No, nah, I like seeing the thing say, like, I got my vote counted. Yeah, the guy that, like, received mine looked excited for me. He's like, your vote awesome. counts. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I you. Democracy is supposed to work. They yeah. killed too many people at the end of this movie. Who are these people? Are they, what jobs do these people have? Are these guys innocent? Are they, no. Are they just they're all people? mini assassins. They're the flunkies. No, they, they're like, they work for the CIA. These are just guys. They're just like, they're just guys. Also, was the CIA involved? I thought it was, was a third assassin group. I like, thought it was too. Why are you infusing no, the, the government into like this job? Random contractors, and then they get they get in trouble from the CIA. Or maybe they are just no. assassins. I feel like you, I feel like you projected the whole CIA yeah. bit on it, because yeah. I never no, saw anybody in CIA uniforms. At the beginning, yeah. when uh, Adam, I want to call him Adrian Brody, a better actor. Uh, <laughs> oh, when he's uh, better going actor. to get his assignment, they show the outside of uh, the CIA building. Oh, oh missed that entirely. I don't think that that's, that's, that, that's the kind of stuff you recognize when you watch nineties political thrillers. God, we should watch the Hunt for Red October. Change the entire. <laughs> I would literally <laughs> scream the whole time and just be like, "Where's the fun part?" They're not going to do like a movie, like a singing sequence in the middle of the hunt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> That's like after Jade left last weekend, I couldn't move, and so I was just like, "Let's play whatever." And we like saw all these Marvel movies I hadn't seen before, and I was like, "Huh." If anybody had told me this movie took place in DC, I probably would have actually watched it. <laughs> But, and I was like, now I recognize what the Washington Monument looks like after 30 years. Good. <laughs> the most identifiable piece of the sky. <laughs> exactly. I was like, huh, I recognize those. <laughs> All right. One more break and then we will do the quick fires. Oh, I love this. This can last forever. <laughs> he hates this movie. <laughs> yeah. The opinion I have tonight is I hate this fucking movie. I know. That's, I think, the general. 
No one. I think that's the collective feeling. And (laughs) there's nothing that bonds people more than like hating the same people or things. I mean, friendship is based on shared experience. And share share feelings, both positive and negative. Beautiful. You guys should embroider pillows. We should be friends. We are. (laughs) Ruby and I are friends. Josh really likes to establish like the friendships beyond (laughs) Swift. Yeah, her too. <laughs> Sag Sun, the Cancer Moon really just like took it makes down. perfect sense. Did you figure out what her rising? She never is? moves on. She has um, a rising or a cap rising. Does that song Karma mm, sound like cap. another song? Is that yeah, why it sounds like another one of her Reputation songs? Hmm. Like it just sounds like it should have been on Reputation. It does, and, and if the theories are on the internet are right, it was going to be on a bridge between reputation and she something else i mean it sounds like it should have fallen there and so like as much as i'm like move on i'm glad like if you're not going to move on be catchy true because i really would love for her to move on (laughs) but then the two of my favorite songs were songs where i was like you should move on which was that and the coulda woulda shoulda it's very catchy so good so angry i love it I can't figure out what it sounds like. I couldn't tell. Well, Josh, maybe, maybe I just heard it a bunch. <laughs> no, it sounds like it sounds like it. The sound of that album, I think, is what it is. Like it sounds like it should have been like I did something bad or something. Yeah, insane. it sounds like another song right now. Well, this, this is not a Taylor Swift conspiracy podcast yet. yet. <laughs> yeah, that's just a different episode. <laughs> I'll do an episode where you guys, not you and Josh, you and that girl Taylor. Can mm-hmm. that other Taylor can talk about your Swiftiedom and Laura? Yes. Um. Okay. I did an autumn themed quick fire for you, Jade, because I feel like okay. you like you love autumn. Also, oh, yeah. I was like trying to think of themes for this month, and this month doesn't have a theme. Tbh. Mm. So okay. I love it. Rank the autumn flavors from favorite to least favorite. Pumpkin, apple, cinnamon. Oof. I feel like. Cinnamon is tops because it's involved in both apple and pumpkin and then apple and then pumpkin. I feel like that's the correct ranking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite piece of like fall clothing or a favorite outfit for the autumn? I just love the first day where you're like, hell yeah, it's cold enough to finally wear a sweater. And it doesn't matter which sweater it is. It's just that you know you can wear it all day and not regret it. But I do have a really long duster that I do love the best of all my sweaters. Sweater life. Didn't I buy that for you? Yeah. Josh picked it out and everything. He thought, said, I think you'll look cool in this. I love how he casually asked it knowing the answer because he wants the credit. Don't I have great taste, Jade? That I picked (laughs) out your favorite duster. The thing is, he does have great taste, and I often come home, and he's like, I have a surprise for you. (laughs) And then he's, like, ordering me, like, five dresses off Banana Republic, and uh, they all look great. And I would be like, huh, I never see anything there I like. And you managed to find five things that I do like. So Josh just- Look at him smiling in glee. The Mm -hmm. Taurus. I mean, I know. It's luxury. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I forgot what song it is that I think That's what we share in common. Okay, Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanks freaking giving. It's my 
hands down favorite holiday because it's all of the fun of Christmas, but none of the pressure of gifts, just eating. Family, food, football, all the fun Blech. stuff. Not well, football. Oh, I thought you were going to say not family. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to go for. <laughs> like if I had to reject Bad one of them. <laughs> I was going to go family. Burp, bye. That's why I'm home. <laughs> um, any favorite fall food or beverage? Um, I love apple cider. I love apple cider. I love an apple cider donut. I love it as a drink. I love it as a drink with alcohol. Mm-hmm. A nice crisp fall apple period. Great. Apple gang. Apple gang. Apple gang. Apple apples. And then I'm asking this fully knowing from you what the answer is going to be. Um, what's your, like your what's your defining fall like album or artist or song? Uh well, it's obviously Taylor Swift and it's red evermore in folklore right now. The thing about the ones she just released is it doesn't have as many fall vibes as I would have liked. Am I walking around looking at leaves, listening to it in my headphones? Yes. Is it the same as last year when she re-released Red and I was walking around to it? No. no. I just really can't do better than that. But I did do that in preparation for this release of Midnight's was listen to all of those albums while I walked through my sun-soaked, leaf-changing neighborhood. And it was you great. You have a good autumn neighborhood to live in. Yeah. 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 And a great if I listen to the 10-minute all-too-well version, it's like exact timing from my apartment door <laughs> to my work door. It works out quite I, nicely. I always get the 10-minute album, like the 10-minute version of that song, like as I'm pulling into the parking lot at school. I'm like, oof, do I sit in my car and finish listening to it? And then I'm like, fuck, if you do that, you're definitely going to be late for school. Because <laughs> she's not punctual. I'm not for Ooh. school. Well, now we know what the true answer was. Josh is the one who makes us late for stuff. Doesn't he check the traffic ahead of time? Yeah. And does he give a fuck about leaving on time? No. Well, I have not had experience with you guys being tardy, so you guys do well <laughs> together. All right, Josh, first time guest, it's time for your pleasure points that Jade has alluded to you not being prepared for, but I call it spontaneous, so I support not she thinking ahead. Reminded me, and then I listened to, again, I listened to her episode of you guys doing um, Booksmart, which was actually very funny. It's a good podcast. We're hilarious. Uh, we are hilarious. And, uh, so I, I understand how this game is like. Oh, by the way, the song that uh, um, it sounds like Karma <laughs> sounds like it is uh, the song Silk Chiffon by Muna. I knew. Oh, reference. <laughs> Fucking that song. That a is banger. a good song. Gosh, song. loves that song. Fucking love that song. All and of them is pretty good. Bad. You should listen to their if you haven't already. Their more recent album is very good. Okay. okay. What well, is? Did you guys watch Do Revenge? I can't remember. No, not yet. I keep meaning to. I only ask because Silk Chiffon plays in that. So there's the Now I'm interested. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do an episode on it. So you will be interested and watch it eventually. All right. All right, Josh. What is your favorite form of self-care? Baths. He does love baths. I love baths. I really got to work on my listening. I heard bats. <laughs> I was like, no, you need to play the game. I'm sick of this. I love bats. <laughs> you just think they're so cute. <laughs> I actually 
I have to tell you guys a story after this is over. (laughs) Um, What is either your favorite cocktail or your favorite comfort food? Oh, or both. I mean, my I favorite cocktail it? is uh, ranch water, right? Yeah. And uh, my favorite comfort food is, um, I don't know, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets? Just okay. french fries? Just french fries. Just uh, bald french fries? Mini sushi? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Lots of stuff. There's lots of food I like. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Pepperoni pizza. I ate so much mac and cheese on Come Sunday. On, wife. I love pepperoni pizza. I also ate a bunch of pepperoni pizza on Sunday. So you're living, you're living large, is what I'm hearing. You're yeah. living a good life. Yeah. What first game? Mean mac and cheese and pizza. Oh yeah, you were at the um, you were at the Commanders game the same day that like these Bravo people were there, and I was going to tell you to look for them, but I actually okay, don't so like them, so I wasn't actually. The podcast. Interested. I probably shouldn't tell this story on the podcast, but I'll tell you after. And then uh, anybody listening who wants to hear my summer house story from the football game, uh, contact me. No, tell me oh. now. I can't because the. Oh. I'm not sure if we were supposed to be some of the places we were. Okay. Oh. Well, now I'm excited, but we'll say for after. It's not that okay. good, but it's, it's pretty good. What is I got some gas part? on those people. It's what? I got some hot goss on those people. Well, I'll say I'm this ready. comfortably. Uh, I heard those people are fucking idiots. <laughs> they are. That's why I didn't ask you to find them. If I was like excited, I would have texted you the minute I saw you were there. Like I saw your stories and I was like, oh, I should. And then I was like, no, I don't like any of the people who are there. So yeah. actually, I most Bravo people I don't actually respect. I just like to talk shit about. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah, please tune in. To that one's pop of color. color. um what is either your dream like bucket list travel locale or your favorite place you've been or both i don't know i have had nice vacations in my life and there's been a lot of places i've enjoyed what's your favorite that you enjoyed um i thought rome i went to rome after i graduated from college i thought that that was just a just a really fantastic trip. Like a really just interesting place to go visit. Paris. I listened back to Jade Jade's episode with you. She was talking about going to Paris. Paris is such a cool place to go. Anybody listening to this who's thinking about going to, on a trip to Europe, don't go to wherever you're thinking of. Let's say something rude. <laughs> go to wow. Paris. Paris. Fucking bangs. You can't have a bad time in Paris. Paris rules. Everything about being in Paris is fucking rules. It's nothing uh, trite or corny about going there. It's great. You can have a great time with a little bit of money. You can can have a fantastic time with a lot of money. (laughs) Yes. I agree. I don't think Paris is overrated at all. Um, I'm surprised you didn't see Middleburg on a Saturday morning when the power's (laughs) out. Oh, girl. There's nothing like Middleburg when you haven't had a shower, (laughs) buying a gallon of... of, uh, the water so that you can flush the toilets in your Airbnb <laughs> because <laughs> the power because Ruby used all the water and the power was out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. now we're throwing around lies. All I did was plug in my hair straightener once. I think and I actually used the, did the power go out. I to take a shower. That was the order. It wasn't your hair straightener that did it. 
I know, but oh. I was really nervous. It was like, I literally started my <laughs> coffee. I plugged in my hair straightener. I was like starting to straighten it. I heard the coffee boil and I was like, oh, it's coffee time. And so like, I went to go get my coffee and I came back and the straightener was off and I was like, huh. And then when I realized something was wrong, I was like, huh, not <laughs> my fault. And then I got real nervous. <laughs> um, as someone who has had a girlfriend before Josh Jade, who is one of your uh, like memorable celebrity crushes? Mm. <laughs> I just like that you had to let us know you had a girlfriend because <laughs> no, you also did that for your teenage boy would have gone to see you know that rom-coms and full shit <laughs> um teenage oh uh Kira Knightley Kira Knightley I guess oh. I wasn't a teenager though with uh um I'm gonna talk about attractive people Pirates of the Caribbean. She's so hot in that movie. <laughs> but I was like 21 when that movie came out. Set up a lot of weird fantasies for people, those pirates. Uh, uh, Mila Kunis. <laughs> Between Johnny and Kira. Mila Kunis was a hot television person when we were all, when I was a young man and you guys were children. <laughs> the whole four to five year gap is really being <laughs> extended. <laughs> as if- well, I mean... You know, when you listen as back if it's to like Terry Fisher you, and Harrison Ford. Like. Your agonizing experience of listening back to this thing, trying to edit it and make it make sense. Uh, you will hear that I am comedically extending how different we are in age throughout the entire thing. It's yeah, I think I think the yeah. plot device like, is evident. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a good joke is a joke that has to be explained yeah. in depth. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll save all this fourth wall breaking for a bonus episode one day. Yeah. I'll I'll trim and save, and then I'll be like, "Here's yeah. all the shit you should." Wait, heard. the fans are demanding the extended cut of this uh, of the McCormack. Mister and Mrs. McCormack take Release on Mister and Mrs. Smith. The director's cut of Jane and Josh talking about Mister and Mrs. Smith. We yeah. want to hear Josh make fun of Taylor. <laughs> the DVD commentary that lays over yeah. the movie. We yeah. want to hear. That's Josh. what we're gonna do for what's the movie we said he hasn't seen. What did we say you haven't seen that we're gonna watch? What was that? Oh, I'll, I'll listen back. Oh, uh, the Notebook. The, the notebook. notebook. Director's yeah. cut commentary on the Notebook coming yeah. soon. Gonna Valentine's week. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that's gonna crush romance, like. Um, and I'll have a good story for that one too. Who's the, uh, the female lead in that movie? Rachel Girl McAdams. McAdams. Really? Queen of everything. It's uh Gosling, right? Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty great. Marston, there's a lot of famous people in that movie. And you'll know you'll know the old white man. What? Yeah. Who's the short guy? Short guy. Oh, Kevin Connolly. Yeah. But he'll know the old man version of Ryan Gosling. Kevin Connolly? Yes. Is the best friend. Yeah. From Entourage? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think it was like either pre-Entourage or like right when Entourage started because it was like 2004. Yeah, it's a show I was never able to get into. Yeah, Same. All right. And then binge-worthy content, Josh. I have a feeling. I oh, man. Uh, I cannot recommend uh, Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> enough to your audience. I uh, deserve an award. <laughs> show fucking rules. Uh, everyone cool. who likes it or gets into it likes it. It's easy to watch. Your space friends are just hanging out, having a good time. 
It's very soothing. It's easy to fall asleep to. It's very little yelling. There's very little yelling. Um, I that sounds appealing to me. You know, <laughs> fan of the Real Housewives in Summer House. Uh, we watched, uh, you know, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You'd like it's uh, got a very diverse cast, very funny uh, actresses and actors. I'm told Easy that to um, that annoying girl is reminiscent. Somebody told me that I re- remind or. Who's Chelsea Peretti's character? Gina? Gina. Gina. <laughs> I've been compared to her before. Yeah, sort of like a heightened caricature of you. Yeah. Um, and then I guess... I don't uh, know. I've seen Ruby dance exactly like that before on that specific kitchen island. So I don't know. Checks out. Oh, Ruby, don't get up and island. dance on the island. That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> well, I didn't sprain both my ankles on that one. So... <laughs> No, that, was that was a this was a happened. safe space. That's like a very sturdy island. I was younger than I was. I was newly thirty. It's gonna fall. It's you're gonna slip on that lovely granite countertop. Look at that! Look how clean that thing is. I can see the reflection of the stuff behind it. It's like water. That's what neurosis is. That's like that's an issue just visibly shown. It's like glass sparkling, like Edward in that new moon directed yeah. by that guy who was used as a body for brad pitt it's like how clean our house is sometimes no nope. oh speaking of listening back on your episode when you were talking about self-care you said i i you know this is a place of privilege but i love paying somebody to clean my house yeah i pay those people to clean our house jay doesn't pay those people to I clean our house <laughs> Listen, Jade is a school teacher. She needs that money for her. <laughs> yeah, I still don't really know what you do, I but I know you make enough um, money to pay for the cleaners. I have to be here when they're here, when they're cleaning my office while I'm at work. <laughs> so hard to work. That feels like it'd be awkward, but it is. It's awkward as shit. You're like, thank you for doing this thing, but I mean, yeah, I've seen my grandmas have to do that like once they're old you know it's like only okay just don't clean the office until the end and then okay and then there's a cat in here and he's gonna be really scared yeah i just remember like my mom's parents used to like you know it's never like a service it's like somebody you know doing it like a friend of a friend and this lady used to be like i hate when you come visit because there's always hair on the floor to me and i was like thank you so much I mean, Daisy, I'm so happy to see you too when I'm here once a year to visit my fucking family. Goodness forbid. It comes from a place of privilege, but uh, again, anyone listening who's on the fence about um, getting a cleaning lady, also have a cleaning lady come. Go to Paris, get a cleaning lady. This is very relatable content. I can't. (laughs) Okay. Any parting words before we tell each other all the stories we don't want recorded? Um, I would just like to say that this has been a dream come true for me. I have wanted to be on this podcast since you told me that it existed. Um, I am a little insulted. I had to share it with my wife. Mm. You'll get a solo app. You'll get a solo Uh, app. You'll get to pick the movie within reason. Uh, (laughs) We're going to watch Star Trek Generations. No. We'll do... We'll do Star Trek when I'm pretending I like it for some random guy. I'll be like, oh my God, my friends Jade and Josh love this. And then Jade uh, and I will we'll find it somewhere else I'm and gonna, listen I, to Red Taylor's version while you I'm gonna rack it. I'm gonna rack my brain to come up with something you haven't seen that you'll actually like. 
No, it sounds like you're doing sleepless in Seattle. I think so. <laughs> or you've got mail. That's a pretty good one. Uh, that's a good one. I'm feeling these to uh not be as rewarding as we recall them being. Like uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So I think we should just <laughs> let them live in our memory as, as being mediocre. Point. And these were probably pretty good. I think this was good. And then just never check on it to find out. Or we pick something we know is bad and rip it to shreds further. Like the mm-hmm. ugly truth. Eat your heart out, Brad. <laughs> so I do I do really believe there's some good content in uh, watching Jurassic Park with Jade and I and listening to us disagree about whether or not it's a good movie throughout the entire experience. We'll do a live something. Don't worry. 